Hey, this is Tracy Ibarra. I'm an executive solutions at Dell Technologies. If you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people. But everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level for finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today. If we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, they can inspire real change. It is now time to adapt in our fast-moving world. So team, thanks for listening in today. Today I have a guest, her name is Tracy Yabara, and Tracy is a respected leader driving global strategy and innovation in the areas of talent management, performance enablement, and learning development. She is the global leader for executive solutions at Dell Technologies. Prior, she was the talent strategist for the services and IT division for Dell Technologies to support leadership development, diversity and inclusion, recent graduates, and career support. Tracy, welcome to the show today. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And uh, you're based where? So I'm in a little German town in Texas. It's not really that German, but it's German town in Texas, New Braunfels. So a little bit south of Austin. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hey, tell us a little bit more about your background. So, you know, you touched on my, my Dell story, but I've been in the tech industry for about 20 years and started out a long time ago in a company called Compaq. You may have heard it. And then it morphed over the years, you know, turning into HP and ultimately HP. So I was, I was with them for quite a while. But, you know, earlier in my career, kind of growing up in that space, I spent a lot of time in learning and development and loved it. Everything from doing content creation to client engagement and ultimately leading the center of expertise for L&D. But, you know, just was really blessed to work across multiple, almost all of the businesses and functions uh, within HPE supporting L&D. And then in, as I was kind of coming, you know, toward the latter part of my career there, you know, I said, you know, this, this focus on talent as a whole is so important. So I moved in to head up performance for the company in my last role. And then prior to that, lots of, lots of time in the financial industry and banking and venture capital and accounting firms. And then last, but certainly not least, uh, happily married for 27 years. I have two wonderful kids. One is special needs. So I know all about balancing work and life that you were talking about and just enjoying life here in Texas. So thanks for asking. Awesome. And so, of course, lockdown with the pandemic happening, uh, how's life changed for you and especially with you and the leaders that you get to support uh, where you are? You know, 
honestly, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lucky. Dell has had a philosophy where, philosophy where so many of us work from home. And so that didn't change. I just kept working from home. I'm not traveling as much, which is cool, but you know, we're so technology oriented that we've been using that technology to connect, but you know, not getting out of the house, that's a different story, <laughs> you know, but we're yeah. all good and healthy and, and you just got to work through these things, but everything's good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Hey, Tracy, if I was to ask you a question, which is, who is your favorite mm. leader? And, and that person could be alive or it could be from history. So who is your favorite leader and why? Wow. You know, you're, I kind of struggle with those favorite questions <laughs> because there's a little bit of something that I really appreciate or admire in so many people. And so to, just to kind of go, it's this person, you know, is challenging to me. But I'll try to be good to you, Dennis, and give you something uh, here. You know, I think as I'm looking at that circle of people that I admire, and it is a circle, you know, and I'm pulling from, from that circle accordingly, I think I look at a leader and to admire them, I have to trust them. That That's probably the first and foremost important thing to me. There's nothing to me more rewarding than trusting relationships. And then as, as I've become more experienced, I'm really turned off by ego. I'll be honest with you. I love a confident leader, but I want high confidence and low ego because I think this creates a better partnering environment for me as an employee under another leader. And I need to be happy in my work. So that's incredibly important. I also tend to admire leaders who are not afraid, open to try new things and grow and willing to change their mind. And then I think, you know, probably last, and I'm sure there are other things, but a, a, a passion for people, not, you know, surely at work, but honestly in the world. You know, I want to see the leader who is more than just a title or a job. And I've become much more interested in looking at companies and their leaders to, to get a sense of how do they give back to others. Um, so that kind of gives you a feeling. But if I had to kind of give you names, because you asked, <laughs> I would say um, Michael Dell, and I'm not kidding because I work there. Um, it was a conscious decision to come to Dell based, based on all this. I'm at a point in my career where, you know what, I can be a little bit picky. And, and I think more and more people are being picky. I don't think you have to be where you are in, in your career. I think more and more people feel like they have the right to be picky. And I wanted a culture of an organization and people that I felt were, had value systems and, and that mattered to me. And this, and this company, company did it for me. They walk the talk and their culture code and their leadership principles and their people philosophy. And so the environment here is awesome. So I, I really do appreciate what Michael has done for the company, but others just outside, Richard Branson, I think he's cool, entrepreneurial, very philanthropic. He's a little bit quirky, but I like that. Oprah, because she digs in on tough subjects, but she seems well-balanced. Brene Brown, because she's positive and real. Jeff Bezos, because I think he's interesting. He's just interesting. And, he, and I happen to get a lot of Amazon products here. And then <laughs> Maya Angelou, to me, she's wise. She's very wise, and I admire her and grounded. So, you know, that's a little bit. None of them are perfect. None of us are. I'm sure there's good and bad in all those leaders, but there's a piece of them that mm -hmm. I find positive, yeah. something that I can pull on as I think about how I want to think or show up in the world. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. So you could take bits from everybody, mm -hmm. but to, to help form you as a leader to see how you show up in the in, in the world of leadership, which is pretty cool. So when you talked about 
high confidence and low mm-hmm. ego. There's a lot of leaders out there today who struggle with the confidence side of things. And what do, what do you think is, when you see a leader that has high confidence, what do you think is one or two or three things that they may have in place that helps them to have that high confidence? I think it's they've had leaders that they've worked for that help them grow and get that confidence. I think some people are naturally confident. Don't get me wrong. You know, maybe sometimes overly confident. (laughs) But I know that I personally have gained confidence when I've had leaders that believed in me. And Mm. they let me go and do things. And even when I faltered or failed, they still had my back. And that gave me confidence to keep at it. And, and so I, I, I found myself in a lot of environments that weren't punitive. Now, I have had punitive environments, and that is where my confidence dropped. Yeah, yeah, great. So when you have a leader behind mm-hmm. you in the sense of they're there to support you, whatever happens, mm-hmm. right, with the good times and, and sort of the hard times, they're there to support you. And that they, they helps ingrain sort of confidence and helps you and then gets you allows you to go to the next level yeah. as well, which is really 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 important mm-hmm. and um not sure we well, i don't know do, do you see much of that happening nowadays is there or is, is there a is there a gap in other words we need more leaders to I, do that? in my world i'm seeing more of it now i will tell you in my earlier years and i don't think this is a, a you know a reflection on my career i think it was more of a style of how people were expected to behave at work or how leadership styles have evolved over time i think it was different I experienced much more of the, I don't know, the boss mentality than a leader mentality. And, Mm. but what I see at all levels, you know, are people more focused on supporting and enabling and inspiring. And yeah. Yeah. And, and so I'm really digging that, honestly, I'm proud to see that in our company, but I see it with other leaders outside of the company too. And, and that, that makes me happy. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, that's great to see. So if I use the word, the the, the name of the show, Leadership yeah. is Changing, if I use that term, terminology, well, what does that mean for you? Don't get comfortable. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Don't get comfortable. You know, it. the world is changing all the time, and you've nailed it, Dennis. The consumerization of tech, As in, I'm in that industry, right? You know, we're really kind of setting a new tone in the world that's, that drives different expectations at every level, whether you're at work or at home. And, and that is like everything's faster and we want things real time all the time. And it impacts the way that we plan and lead on the business front. It impacts our mind. We expect things to happen much faster. And, and that creates, you know, a constant change that's turning all the time. And we used to have these long change curves and now it's like change, change, change. It's just happening, right? And um, I think, you know, when you've heard the phrase before, you know, what got you here won't get you there. And I don't think there's ever been a truer statement, truthfully, for leaders. And and so I think, I think what that means is we've got to adapt and we've got to flex at the pace of the business or the industry or the expectations of our customers. You know, that's the reality. It is the new norm. And you, you mentioned this. It, it is about staying relevant. You know, you've got to add value, value that is being redefined 
constantly. So when I say don't get comfortable, I learned a long time ago that I can't fall in love with anything that I'm doing today or I'm producing today because it will change and it needs to change, you know? So that tells me I've got to constantly grow and I've got to constantly develop and open my mind. One, because I personally like that. I get itchy if I get still for too long, you know, but more than that, it's because it brings a value proposition for me to my stakeholders. And, you know, I've got to bring outcomes that matter faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I think what you're saying about, you know, I I can't love something for too long. Well, I think we can love what we're Mm -hmm. doing, but I mean, we can't sort of sit there and for too long because Things are moving so yeah. fast, as you say, and it's constant. And don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> don't get comfortable. Yeah. Hey, so how, how has your business or industry changed and what demand has that put on you and your leadership mm-hmm. team? So um, there, I know this sounds like, uh, you know, no kidding, Tracy, but I think even more so there's a future focus. That's our winning approach. And, and technology, I guess you would expect that, technology is is known for being very future oriented but i think even more so today so i think back in the tech industry for years you know i remember executing to the month or the quarter truthfully you know and that was the big the the big focus and yes i know we've all built plans in our professional year you know career where we're like okay here's the plan for the year we still do that here's the plan for 2 to 5 um etc but i think what's different is the future is like wildly unknown these days and can change in a minute. And so think about how, like how COVID threw a wrench into our plans for our business or for our people or how we work and how we lead. And so we have to constantly be looking ahead, planning for what we know, planning for what we expect and what we don't expect. And that's hard, right? That's kind of like looking around corners and and trying to anticipate what's needed and what's coming and meeting the goals. So, you know, from my perspective, the the twist is you've got you've got to do all of that now as a leader. You used to can make a plan and just go and trust in the plan, but based on the pace of change, you know, based on the reality of things can happen, you've got to be willing as a leader to stop on a dime and then pivot at warp speed when that inevitable curveball comes your way because it will. And so as a leader, in order to do that, that's a combination of strategic thinking, innovation, and agility. Uh, the curveball. <laughs> I mean, that curveball come. I love it. So you're saying being willing to, willing to stop on a dime and pivot at a whim because that curveball was going to come to me, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we all in the world are facing that one right now with the COVID, yeah. the pandemic, yeah. right? Boom. I don't think it's going to be the last no. pandemic, but it's going to come. And so how are we going to be able to, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's a restructure, whether it's, uh, hey, that we're purchasing another organization, so it's a merger and acquisition, or, hey, we just want to change the paint color in our house, maybe, or, or the roof needs to be replaced urgently. Things are going to change. Things are going those to are the winners that can do that. Dennis, right? Think about if you are a senior, senior leader, and this happens, mm. and you look at your, your leaders, who do you want helping you? You're going to think back and you're going to go, who are those leaders that can do that? Now, I'm going to cherry pick 
that handful of leaders, and hopefully it's more, right, that I know that can stop, pivot, and pulling them into this special project to help me win. You want to be known as that leader that can do that. You got yeah. to demonstrate that. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that um, I have, there's an exec I've been coaching recently, and he turned around and said to me, Oh, all this stuff's happening. Okay, I'm just going to wait and let the wind, you know, let, let it blow over. And once it's blowing over, I'll start again. I'm like, what? what? He goes, yeah. I went, no. I went, no, you're not. And he goes, huh? I went, no. We need your leadership more than ever. And now's the time that you need to show that leadership. Right. And so you need to get That's on with it. Right. And then he goes, oh, good message. To his credit, he's gone and I done that. It. But the way that people, the leaders have treated people or handled people through that period mm -hmm. of time, the way that leaders have stood up, um, the ones that have continued to do things that they needed to do, the other ones who are going to be the future leaders, the other ones who are going to really, we're going to see a huge momentum happen from those, from those leaders. And you're right, the other ones that other organizations or other leaders are going to turn to to say, hey, can you show us how to do it or can you lead That's this? That's right, because I've seen you do it before and I need you. That's the position that mm. you want to be in. You want other, you want the leader of leaders, or, you know, your stakeholders, your bosses to look at you and go, I need you because I know what you can do and, and you can operate in this world. Yeah. Wow. And being able to operate in this world, this time when there's so much change happening, that is so yeah. precious. Okay. Very good. <laughs> so... If you're tuning in, we're, I'm on the show here today with Tracy Ibarra from Dell Technologies, who's sharing her insights and learnings with us as well, and her thoughts around leadership is changing. Tracy, if there was one thing you could change in business as a leader today, what what, what would that be? <laughs> you're killing me with the favorite and one thing questions. Okay, let me try to narrow it down. I think with all of the change and the speed that we've talked about, that high demand for flex, but we still have to execute, right? And that looking to the future, that vision-seeking, future-planning thing, I think more emphasis on people and more emphasis on people as you try to build the plans for the future. And, you know, in my job, I do a lot of talent planning and I work with the businesses to do talent planning and talent strategy. And it's for leaders, it's, it's super easy to get hyper focused on day to day execution. Right. Or monthly quarterly talk, uh, targets that we talked about. But those are important, but they're short term in nature. And I think winning for the long haul means that you need to know your people and your talent probably much better and deeper in the organization than you do today. So now at an individual level, when you think about, okay, I need to focus on my people. It's about, do you know your people and where they're at on their skills? Do you know what skills they need for the future, right? Future of the business, future of your organization, and then marry that to the career aspirations. And you need to know if you look at your organization, who's ready to move, you know, because you got to keep your you got to keep your organization agile too. We've talked about agility as a leader. Your talent has to be agile too, right? So who in your organization can move left or right or you know or go up or quite honestly at times who needs to go out? Okay? And then you have to focus on your people at an organizational level and this is where you take that knowledge and you tie that into that strategy of business. How does your business strategy and your people strategy interlock. You have to be you have to be able to say as a leader, okay? Yes, I know we're we're 
we're moving fast and I know we're looking ahead, but this is how I think we should organize and align and develop and retain and reward our people to get us where we need to be in the future. Instead of just talking about, not saying that everybody does this, right, but just talking about bottom line results from a from a product solution or revenue perspective. You know, you've got to integrate those two things, right? And then I think, you know, I think what that nets out to me is as leaders, if your business can ask for your leaders to have a talent mindset. We've heard lots of terminology, Dennis, you and I probably out in the world, right? Growth mindset, you know, and my terminology, and it's not mine alone, but it's, it's a talent mindset. I think the best leaders in the world have that experience. You know, they're cutting edge, they're executing, they're making things happen, and they amaze, okay? But those ones that pull that talent mindset in, in there, that's where, like, that coveted leader brand shows itself, okay? You move beyond good to great, in my mind, and you become outstanding, because you can tell an integrated story for your integrated strategy. And I think people, and we know this, but it slips some time, people will help us get there faster and better. Yeah. 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 Oh, awesome. Going from good to great to outstanding. I love that. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. And when you say the talent mindset, what is a talent mindset? What, what, what do we mean by that? I can only tell you from my perspective what I've seen. And and it does go to a little bit of what I said. I I think sometimes leaders at different levels don't spend enough time focused on their people at the end of the day. Am, am I helping them grow? Am I building the future yeah. pipeline of this company? Am I building future leaders? Or a terminology that you and I probably know of, of the past is, are we building our beach? That's right. That's right. And, and so I think we can look at things that we are asked to do as leaders as HR activities, you, you know, oh, it's time to have a interviewer conversation or it's time to do, you know, calibration or succession. And yes, those are talent activities driven in partnership or by HR. What I want to see is leaders to move beyond the activity to internalizing and appreciating how that sets the individuals on their team up for success, how it sets them, the leader, up for success and the business, and 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 really double down on that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I I've heard over the years that you know this is an HR thing. No, it's not. It's it's a leadership mm-hmm. thing, and leaders need to own it. They're the ones that need to they, run with it uh, for sure. They do. And then, you know, if they are people who have that talent mindset, who are bringing people on board, taking them on the journey. Now, they need to make sure that they are the right, right people, right? If we don't look after that talent, what will they do? Oh, they're just going to, they're going to leave. <laughs> yeah. And they're the ones we don't want to leave, right? right? They're the ones right. we want to stay. Right. And, and if you don't know your talent and you're not paying attention to your talent and you're not growing your talent, I don't. You know, I don't think your business is going to win, but I think your employees will definitely leave. Yeah. And yep, and, yep. and that okay. unfortunate attrition is, you know, not something that you want. Yeah. So based on what we're just saying just now, I mean, uh, how has employees' expectations of leaders changed? Mm-hmm. 
this is a little bit generational, I guess, what, what I'm getting ready to uh-huh. say, but I, I think maybe generational and maybe not, but employees are getting crystal clear on what they want and they're not afraid to, to ask for it. <laughs> you know, in a leader in a company, but definitely in a leader. And today, if you look at labor statistics, the tenure at companies is getting less and less. And certainly it varies by generational profile, or even as you look at individual contributors versus leaders, you know. And so your workforce is is very fluid, you know. So what you want to mm-hmm. do is not keep someone forever, obviously, right? But you want to keep them for a while. So that means you as a leader have to be really great, <laughs> truthfully. So employees are going to investigate, I know I did. I'm going to dig in and go, it's not so much about the job and then the job is important, but what's the culture, the values, the world impact measures of this company? How diverse is the company? What are your commitments um, in the space of diversity? How will I grow at your company? You know, none of this is about the job requirements. None of what I said is about pay. Okay. So, and then they want, in addition to that kind of big picture about the company, they want a leader who they think they can respect and one that's going to enable and support them. And they also want to be able to show up as their true self every day. Right. So now with social media, people can openly go out and share about a company and their views or experiences of the employees that are there or the employees that have left about the company, the CEO, or heck, even their leaders, right? Like Glassdoor and others. So you can't, you can't hide anymore, right? It's out there. It's out there. And it's kind of eye-opening sometimes when you go out and check yourself a little bit on social media and see, see what's out there. But, you know, Jeff um, Bezos at Amazon says, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And that's the truth. So you got to know what your brand is. But and, and if you don't know what your brand is, you can ask people who know you and are going to give you the truth to give you the good, the bad, the ugly. So you are self-aware. But people will come and go. You know, that's for sure. I've had people that have worked for me and come and gone. And, and at the end of the day, my goal is that if people leave, I want them to be happy leavers. Mm. Happy leavers. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I I think the focus on your people is going to help you differentiate your brand, help you meet the expectations of what employees are looking for today, you know, showing up in the right way, having, you know, impact, not just as who you are in the company, but how your company is impacting the world. Yeah. 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 Great. Wow. That's awesome. So you know what I see with the employers as well. If that if they're not happy, they they mm-hmm. do vote with their feet. They do leave, and and then they but they are looking for those strong leaders. They're looking for those leaders that can help them develop and take them to other levels as well. And if that leader is not strong enough, mm-hmm. then they will vote with their feet, and then they will go and tell the world, and they'll even name that leader that that leader is not very strong or very good as well. So. Yeah, it's uh, interesting to see how they are, but they are expecting a lot more for sure. They are. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. and I think you touched on it too, Dennis. You know, what what came to mind as you were speaking was, am I working for a leader that inspires and motivates me? You, you mm-hmm. know, and so you're looking for that energy that a good supportive leader can give you, right, in that space. Yeah. And I think many, many years ago, and I, and I see less of it, thank goodness, but, you know, we had command and control leaders. You've heard that phrase before. And I, I think, I think, I can't find a person that wants to work with that kind of leader. 
I haven't heard anyone that wants to work with that kind of leader anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting how it's mm -hmm. changed a lot mm -hmm. over, over the time. And then the other thing too is that, you know, as, as people are not getting what they want, as I said before, they would vote with their mm -hmm. feet. But the other thing I've noticed is that if they stay, then they're not happy. And if they're not happy, then it just causes other issues within the organization as well. And you know, you don't want that. You want to have a team. And I'm not talking about being around to do the the big, you know, tree yeah. side of things and being happy. It's just that you want people to be able to perform in an environment that they feel like they're safe and they're going to get out there and do what they can do and what they're good yeah. at. And that's what the that's why we brought them on board, mm -hmm. right? To to do that. And so that's really, really important yeah. for people. What makes a leader successful today in this fast-paced, ever-changing world? You know, we've talked a lot about it. This has been such a good conversation, Dennis, but I think it goes back to some of the things that we've said. I'll even highlight one that, that you just said that really hit my heart when you said it is good, and that was safe. You know, mm. can leaders create a safe environment for their employees? And safe means a whole lot of different things. Truthfully, but I but I love that. I think uh, a leader needs to be future focused. They have to build a trusting environment. You know, the confidence and the ego, low ego thing I mentioned. They need to really walk the talk. Uh, walk the talk. They're going. I think people are are you know expecting, and leaders need to be able to say, I can say something, but then I need to demonstrate it through my words and through my actions. So whether that's on how I help someone grow, how I'm demonstrating my commitment to diversity in my values, my plans, actions, and behaviors, you know, it, it, it really is walking the talk. Words alone won't get you there. Words alone, yeah. So, and then of course, it, it's just the reality. We got to move fast, you know, and yep. um, and stay yep. flexible, and 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 love and care of your brand, you know, be consciously thinking about how you show up every day because you're leaving a lasting impression all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think there's people are watching us all the time as leaders and, and, and so you're right. I mean, it's how you show up and, and the lasting impressions, you know, even if you go down the supermarket, yeah, people are watching are. you, right. As, as, as a leader. So but tell me a little bit more about the brand side of things. Cause I know that you, you know, you, you, work sometimes with leaders about mm -hmm. brand and personal branding and that. So what do you mean by brand? Because are we talking about the Dell brand, the HP brand, the, the Air New Zealand brand, the United Airlines? Well, which brand are we talking For about? For me, when I say brand, I'm talking about your brand. You know, so, you know, if someone were to ask me about Dennis, I would have adjectives to use mm -hmm. to describe you. And, oh, by the way, I wouldn't say Dennis is a fill-in-the-blank title role. I wouldn't talk about your college background. I'm going to use adjectives to describe you. Right. And and hopefully they're all positive adjectives. <laughs> it would be if I was talking about you, Dennis. <laughs> oh, thanks, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. It's all true. But um, – I think that is what I mean by brand. And, you know, when I work with executives and people on brand, here's the thing that I tell them, write down a handful, 10 or 15 words on brand that you think is your brand today, Write it, just write down these adjectives. And so, you know, and I, I said, and then I want you to go talk to three to five people that are going to give you the truth. And that's what I call the good, the bad, the ugly. Don't go for the halo effect and go talk to people that are just going to just go, oh, you're awesome. <laughs> you know, go talk to people that are going to tell you the truth. 
and it can be tough, right? But I go, ask them to give you adjectives that describe your brand. And, and then I want you to compare that list to your list and see where it aligns and see where it doesn't. And because here's the deal, your brand is perception. It's all driven by the perception of others. And so until you realize what that perception is, then you don't really know what your brand is. You have an idea of what you want your brand to be or what you think it is, but it's honestly what others think. And so then after you've done this kind of self-reflection analysis, feedback perspective, then you can go out and go, okay, what do I want my brand to be as long as it's authentic mm -hmm. to me, right? Because you can't be something that you're not. You need to stay true to yourself. Then you sure. can go out and do that. Yeah, yeah, great. Your brand is perception. Love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Here's going to be a real interesting question for you all, or for you, and I know it's been for others I've talked to as well. If you ask to get, ask you to get out your crystal ball and think about the future in mm -hmm. that, where do you see leadership being in five mm. years? I think we're going to be amazed first at how the world has changed and how work has changed. And that means leadership will be profoundly different in five years. I think it's going to have to be for the better. I think that, and there's a lot of things going on in the world right now that are helping to, to put an eye on this, but I think that we'll see more wonderfully diverse, bold, and innovative leadership. I think we want it. I know we need it. And I think we have great pipelines of talent out in the world, and we need to commit and just do that. So I think in five years, we'll, we'll see that. Or, you know, will it be enough? I don't know, but it'll be better. Leaders, I think we'll see leaders that are better or have a knack at creating and navigating change in this pace that we've talked about and, and a passion to, to be able to say, I'm a leader that can do that. But I'm still committed to my people and my community. But I'm also still committed to my life as a human being. You've got to be able to be, be all those things. And that's a lot to ask, truthfully. But, you know, when I finish with you today, I'm going to very happily go spend time with my family and disconnect and enjoy that and turn off the system. And, and have that. So I think leaders today, because you look at the pipeline of people coming up, they're going to demand that and they're going to do it. So I think, I think that's going to come. And I think that leaders will be focused on leaving a legacy that they can be proud of, meaning they're helping lay those stepping stones for future leaders. You know, very focused on that. And so I think that's it. It's, you know what, this is a roller coaster, Dennis. <laughs> Leadership is a roller coaster. Yeah. And, and it's a thrilling ride in my mind. It keeps me challenged. I like an environment that is ever changing, causes me to change and evolve. And certainly it's never boring. So I have high hopes for the leadership in five years. I think we're going to see great things. Nice, great. Leadership is a roller coaster. <laughs> if you can create and navigate change, it'll be great. And then if you can be diverse, bold, and innovative as a leader, that's what people were wanting going forward. In fact, that's what they deserve from leaders as well going forward. 
And so if you can do that and leave a legacy, those stepping stones to help the future leaders, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Tracy, thank you for joining us on the show today. If our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, how, how would they do that? They can find me on LinkedIn, and I'm happy to connect and, and have more conversations and, and consult. Excellent. Great. Thank you. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. So look out for the episodes as they are published. Have a listen, put a review, put a rating, and also share it with your friends. If there is feedback that you'd like to give me on the show, uh, feel free to send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. And if there is a question you'd like me to ask leaders, or in my other episode, which is Ask Dennis, feel free to ask me a question and more than happy to look at that. Hey, thanks for tuning in today, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.